is Len Hughes, the voice of rock. Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big. And you're listening to Music Mania. I want you to want me. The dream police. Your mama's alright. Your daddy's alright. But just seem a little bit weak. Scream for me, Brazil! Scream for me, Brazil! So let's rock and roll all night! Come on every day! In the words of ACDC, we roll tonight to the guitar bite. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here is your host, Clint Schweitzer. And just when you thought the summer was over and that the summer concerts had dried up, that's where you're wrong here on the Music Mania Podcast because we are keeping it rolling through the fall of 2019 and on into the horizon. Guys, thank you so much for joining us here on the Music Mania Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Schweitzer. What a crazy summer it's been, an unbelievable summer for us here on the podcast uh, from traveling and concerts and concert reviews, interviews. It's been incredible, and um, we are keeping it rolling right here. Because on this show, we're going to be welcoming a good friend of ours, Doug Aldrich, of course, from the Dead Daisies. He played with White Snake. He played with Dio, with Lion, Bad Moon Rising. Uh, Doug Aldrich, one of the best guitarists in rock. He's going to be joining us to talk about some of the lineup changes for the Dead Daisies. Uh, John Karabi and Marco Mendoza are out and... Another good friend of ours, Glenn Hughes, the voice of rock, is in playing bass and singing for the Dead Daisies. This is an awesome development. We've heard the new single, which is Righteous Days. We're going to talk to Doug about plans for a future album. Of course, uh, that single was just released, Righteous Days. You can check that out on their album, deaddaisies.com. Not only that, but they've released a live album. It's called Locked and Loaded. And the Dead Daisies have always been sort of an eclectic rock and roll conglomeration of kind of members coming in and going. And um, so this is sort of an album, uh, a covers album with, um, you know, a lot of songs and a lot of rock and roll songs that influenced them. I mean, songs like Midnight Moses, Evil, Fortunate Son, Helter Skelter, and many more. That album's available available through Spitfire Music, uh, Locked and Loaded. It is a covers album, and it's sort of leading us into the next direction for the Dead Daisies. They've had a lot of members kind of come and go, but right now with Glenn Hughes joining, it shows that they are focused and ready to roll kind of on into 2020. Glenn Hughes has been on this show twice. I respect him. He's a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer from Deep Purple. Um, was in Black Sabbath even briefly. Glenn is uh, Black Country Communion. Tremendous band. Cannot, you know, cannot state how excited uh, that I am enough for them to be able to welcome Glenn. Even though we've loved John Karabi, he's been on the show before. Marco Mendoza has been on this show. Best of luck to them. Of course, they're always working on projects. They're always out there. And that's kind of what it's about. Finding what works for you, what works for your schedule and what projects are, you know, making you happy uh, creatively. So we look forward to talking with Doug Aldrich about a myriad of topics. Uh, he's always great to talk to just a super nice guy. And also, we're going to be welcoming Linda Liu from the band Marishi 10. They're up and coming uh, out of L.A. The new single is Enemy Now. The video is up on YouTube, so look it up. Marishi 10, Enemy Now. Linda Liu going to be joining us um, on our second segment here on the Music Mania podcast. 
Guys, we can't thank you enough for joining us. It's been a whirlwind of a summer, and it's uh, really, you say it's winding down, but my goodness, just this weekend, I'm heading to St. Louis for two shows. I've got Collective Soul and Jim Blossoms. Can't wait for that on Saturday. And then Kiss. The end of the road. It's going to be the end of the road for me uh, and Kiss on um, Sunday in St. Louis. Going to be catching that show. I caught it back in Kansas City uh, back in February. Their Kiss is back in the state. So this very well may be the last time I ever see Kiss. Although people keep asking me, like, is this really the last time? And just like Kiss, I say, well, it might be. We'll see what happens going forward. There's a lot of options out there. There's going to be more shows, of course, after this leg of the tour ends. But just kind of seeing what the routing is going to be here how many shows they decide to do. We're not sure yet. So I'm going to be back out on the road. Look for my review of those two shows on our website, musicmaniapodcast.com. It's where all of our shows are archived. Guys, we always appreciate you hitting that subscribe button on Google Play Music. We are on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Guys, if you have a smartphone, you have the show. We hope that you'll uh, subscribe, leave us some feedback, and let your friends know about this show because we love bringing on guests. This has been an unbelievable summer for us, bringing on... Um, artists like Ted Nugent, Phil Collin from Def Leppard, it's uh, Steve Stevens from Billy Idol's band, Jack Blades from Night Ranger. What a summer it's been for us, and we are continuing that, of course. We never let up, and the guests are just going to keep rolling in. That's what we do. So a lot of big stuff going forward for us, a lot of shows still on the horizon. Got Queensryche coming up here in September, but guys, it's also football season. I'm also a member of the sports media, our website, GASNsports.com, always on the cutting edge of sports coverage. So I'm going to be up there going to a lot of college football games um, this fall, as I do every fall. So a lot uh, going on for me and I love keeping busy, love being out there. It's what I'm all about. So thank you so much for supporting all that we do. I can't thank you guys enough. Um, always hit us up on social media. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Music Mania Podcast and you will find us. But before we get to our interview with Dead Daisy's guitarist, Doug Aldrich, got to tell you about our sponsor, CD Warehouse in Gladstone, Missouri. Guys, for over 22 years, a staple of the Northland. They buy, sell, and trade CDs, DVDs, vinyl, and more. Do not let the vibe of the old school record store go by the wayside. Give them a visit off Antioch Road in Gladstone, Missouri today. Tell them Music Mania sent you and there will be a discount or it's on us. Louder Than Life, America's premier three-day rock festival, comes to Louisville's Highly Festival Grounds at the KY Expo Center, September 27th through 29th, starring Guns N' Roses, Slipknot, Disturbed, Rob Zombie, Godsmack, Marilyn Manson, Breaking Benjamin, Chevelle, Hailstorm, and many more. Single day and weekend passes are available now at louderthanlifefestival.com. Oh, it's been a while, my friend. It's good to hear from you again. Um, gosh, a busy time for you. A lot going on. How's everything been going in your world, my friend? Everything's really good, man. Just, just uh, you know, got a lot going on today and as of yesterday. <laughs> but um, everything's good. I'm home for the summer with the family. It's been really awesome doing sessions, writing, blah, blah. Yeah, it's always, man, the life of a guitarist, right? Well, yeah, you're talking about, uh, obviously, there's been some news in the Dead Daisies camp, and I'm sure it's come up a few times during your interviews here. Um, things are shaking up a little bit, but you know what? The Dead Daisies, that's kind of what it's all about, you know? It's kind of this musical conglomeration of uh, of members that have kind of come and gone, and um, John Karabi and Mark Mendoza are out, and the voice of rock, good friend of the show, is Glenn Hughes, is in. Wow, this is big news. How did all this kind of come about, and what are your thoughts kind of moving forward with this thing, man? 
Well, I of course I'm sad to see those guys go, but I know that you know they'll, they're going to be in the neighborhood. They might stop by in here and then, and uh, you know, that's the one thing with the Dead Days is it's kind of an open door. You know, you can you can go and do your thing, and then you potentially come back. And if the schedules align, it keeps it it keeps it liquid and it keeps it moving kind of fresh forward. But I'm so I'm sad to see them go. But they're very they're both you know very successful in their own right, and that's really what I think especially John wanted to focus on was doing his own thing. Um, we decided to take, take a break anyways this year, but I think it, at a certain point he just really enjoyed that break and wanted to kind of continue it. And um, he's, you know, he's a great guy and an amazing singer. So he's always going to be working. And like I say, um, you know, you never know where we might all show up again together, but I'm very excited about Glenn. It's, 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 it is big news and it's, it's amazing. I'm, I love Glenn's playing. I love his singing. He brings, um, obviously, a whole new sound to the band, you know, because he's, he's, he's the main cat. So um, it's, it's very exciting. We, we sat down and kind of banged through four songs and um, in a really short amount of time. And it's, there's three other songs out there that are, that are kick-ass. But we felt like this one was a, a really good kind of a good starting point as a teaser and it's going to be available for a while so you can check it on deaddaisies.com and stuff and then it'll probably go away in a, in a week or so and then we're it'll be end up being on the record when we do a record later this year and we'll just probably revamp it maybe change it up a little bit but as a good kind of a as a teaser it's a good song to start with i think Absolutely. The song's uh, Righteous Days, and uh, it's kind of been unveiled here uh, in the last uh, day or so. It's uh, really good. Really enjoy the, the, the melody and the, the hard you know hard riffs that you guys always bring about. I mean, the Dead Daisies are known for just that in-your-face, uh, crunchy rock and roll. Now, you're keeping the brand out there. You talk about taking kind of a break this year, but you still got this covers album locked and loaded. That, that came out just uh, last week. Um, so talk about that, too, because... Uh, you know, the Dead Daisies has always been, you know, like I said, kind of this, you know, eclectic musical conglomeration from so many different types of influences. And you're able to kind of channel them all into this uh, into this, you know, covers album that you guys did. Just talk about that and kind of maybe what uh, some of your favorite songs on it are or ones that you've always kind of wanted to cover and just kind of your thoughts on on this album that just came out via Spitfire Music. Well, um, it was it was something that was on the it was on the radar and it was something that management wanted to do. It didn't really have anything to do so much with um and now that i think about it, it it had been on the radar for a while before even you know it had been talked about that maybe there was going to be a some some personnel changes but then um it is actually good timing to um because we knew we were going to have a break in the summer probably we were you know we had been hitting everywhere and it was time for us to take a little break so it was it was meant to kind of bridge that gap, give the fans some stuff that they you know some fresh versions of those songs, with with not only you know the the current lineup but also previous lineups on some of the songs, and um, I think probably my I think probably one of my favorite things on there is is um, the live version of of uh, Highway Star just because it's something that we never recorded proper, but it was it's such a fun song to play live and it. It is a not is a you know really kick-ass version of it, and um, and then I, I love I love the song Evil. I love the way the band covered Evil. Um, that was that that version I believe is a studio version from 
from the revolution sessions with Richard Fortas on guitar. And that's really killer. Um, Fortunate Son's a great song. I, I was telling somebody earlier, I was never really that, I never probably bought any Credence Clearwater records, but that version's pretty good. I, I love, I love them, but I bought, you know, I was mostly there on the radio and I'd hear him enough, you know, I didn't, wasn't really like a super fan or anything, but I've, as, as we got to play that song more and more, I wanted to hear more Credence. And then the Who, of course, is those, those are great songs to cover. So it's, it's all good. There's a lot of good versions of stuff. It's excellent. Love hearing that. I remember, I think you guys did Helter Skelter on the, uh, the last live album you guys did, which was awesome. And um, just getting this, these songs together, it's always great to keep, you know, keep the name out there, keep the, you know, keep the songs fresh and stay in the limelight, even when you're kind of taking a little bit of a break. And, you know, it kind of yeah. leads me to, with you, you've done so much and, you know, you've been, uh, you know, bands like Lion, who I'm a huge fan of. I always, every time we have you on the show, I always have to talk a little Lion with you. And I know, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, Bad Moon Rising to, to Dio and White Snake and, the, and Revolution Saints, which I want to get to that too. But, you know, where, where is Dead Daisies in that, in that for you? Is this kind of one of those... Um, situations where you feel more the most solidified in, in this band than you have maybe in years? Like, where does kind of Dead Daisies rank for you as far as all that you've done and maybe your, you know, excitement going forward, you know, with this project? Well, it is exciting because it's, it's working with guys now, especially, you know, with guys like Dean and Glenn that I, I've been friends with before. And the and, and same thing with, with Karabi and, and Marco, and Brian Tishy. Um, they're all, it's a lot of fun to work with these guys and me and David Lowy have become really close. So that's, that's, it's always fun with him. He's a very down to earth guy and approaches guitar in a, a different way than I do. And it's really awesome to hear what, how he does stuff against what I do stuff, the way I do things. And as far as the band as a whole, I mean, I, I've just go through phases, you know, where I'm like really into something and, and, um, the, day, the Dead Daisies gives me the opportunity to, to kind of keep doing that. You know, like we work six months out of the year and we're focused a thousand percent on that. And then I have the opportunity to go do other things if I want to. And uh, recently in my, our schedule has been really, really busy. So during the downtime, I'd kind of lay low. Um, I did do a Burning Rain record earlier this year, but um, you know, then I, we had some time off and I had a lot of offers to do stuff and I just wanted to kind of keep it focused on the dead daisies right now, you know, um, especially with all that's going on and make sure that we come up with an amazing record. So it's, it's important to me. I mean, I've, I, when I, when I joined the band, I felt like we, we took some good steps forward musically and together, like as a real band would, and it, it carried on with the last album. And um, now we've made a, a big change um, it was really, you know, it was out of my hands. I probably, you know, I'm like a lot of people, I don't really like change that much, but when it happens, you have to, you have to, um, embrace it and go with it, you know? And I'm excited about when, you know, of course, sad to see those guys go, but super happy that Glenn's there. So I can't yeah. wait to get, to get busy. So the dead daisies keeps it fresh. You know, we don't get stagnant. I don't think. <laughs> De definitely not and that's uh that's very key when it when it comes to projects um you know we mentioned revolution saints um i'm a huge fan i think the last time we had you on was for the last uh uh revolution Saints record light in the dark which was awesome 
Um, we just had uh, Jack Blades on the show a couple weeks ago, and uh, was just saw Night Ranger a couple weeks ago as well, and they're absolutely outstanding. Uh, of course, yeah. Ian with you and Revolution Saints, and according to you know Wikipedia says there's a there's a, an album slated for 2019. What can you tell us about Revolution Saints? What's coming up with you guys with regards to that? Um, well, Revolution Saints is still you know it's a project, it's a recording project that we do uh, for the it's for us to, to play and and write and record together but it's also for the originally i i thought well, it's a project i probably don't really want to continue doing it but then the fans came and said through various avenues that we doesn't matter if you guys don't tour we really enjoy the music and we'd love to have another record so that's why we did light in the dark and then i thought that's it you know we're, that's done and then all of a sudden record company says would you guys consider doing a third album and so we did um i i wrote a little bit on it jack wrote a few songs on it and it turned out really good um we'll let the fans decide but it's coming out i believe the, be the beginning of next year from what i'm told it's really out of my hands I, I would stick it out this year i thought originally it was supposed to be out this year but i think it's coming out early next year awesome absolutely cannot wait for that and uh doug i tell you as we kind of just I always like to glance over some of your wonderful things that you've done and projects that you've been a part of. And honestly, at the, I'm 35 years old. The time I got into, into Dio was uh, during Killing the Dragon, the time that you were uh, the guitarist for Dio. Of course, it's unbelievable. It's been you know um, nine years since Ronnie passed away. Just take us back to that time and kind of set the scene for us about you know the kind of person Ronnie is. Nine years goes by in a heart. In, in an instant it's unbelievable but just kind of set the scene for us on your relationship with ronnie what it was like working for him for, for those albums that you did well it was, it was amazing he he absolutely um he inspired the hell out of me and it was so much fun to work with him from you know every aspect um he you know basically he he gave me a shot he put me out there and it, it it's if it wasn't for Ronnie, I probably wouldn't be talking to you guys. I mean, you might, you maybe would have found me from, from one of the earlier bands, but Ronnie really got me out there in a, in a, around the world, you know, in other countries and stuff like that. And um, eventually, I got David Coverdale watching me because of Ronnie. So he really, he really put me out there, and I really appreciated that from him. And we had a blast playing. He taught me a lot about performing. He was super inspiring. And um, it was it was always fun to you know to stand back and like watch him, like he captivated every audience, you know. And it was so fun to sit back and watch him do that. And it would be inspiring. It would make you play better. And then you know we we also love sports, and we'd we'd have these conversations about our sports teams. And the one funny story I always tell about Ronnie is. So I don't know if you heard the end, but we got tossed out of a bar because Ronnie and this other fan got in a fight over my team. And Ronnie was sticking up for my team, even though he hated my team. He was sticking up for me. And that's the kind of guy he was. And, he, you know, he was ready to throw down with this guy who was like three times the size of him. So wow. it, was, it was really, you know, interesting. But um, it, it was great. It was great playing with him. He's, you know, he's, he was very inspiring. Well. Doug, I tell you, man, it's always so great to have you on, man. And um, you know, we uh, we do a lot of uh, a lot of interviews with um, 
Jody Best, who's uh, Jerry Best's wife, of course. She has a book. Of course, yeah. Yeah. And Jerry, of course, played with you in Lion. So I'm always like, every now and again, um, I'll just send Jerry or Jody the the video of Kristen Glover dancing to Love is a Lie. Uh, <laughs> or have you, you're, have you ever seen that? No. No, okay. I want to see that. Okay, Love is a Lie by Lion from uh, your 1986 album yep. uh, was, was in the movie Friday the 13th, part four. Chris, Chris McGlover's in it, and he's supposed to be dancing to Back in Black by ACDC. They couldn't get the rights to it, so they put Love is a Lie in there. Uh, and he's dancing. It's the craziest, most unbelievable dance scene in film history, and it's like one of those kind of famous meme GIF type situation so i didn't i didn't know you weren't aware of that i'm gonna have to send you that or something that's, that's, i'll look it up that's cool though that's no cool. it's amazing like it's one of those just like surreal things and i'm like that's how i got into lion that's how i found out who you were because as a kid i was watching friday the 13th movies and found crispin glover dancing to you guys but doug i'll tell you what man it's always a pleasure it's your son's birthday happy birthday to him my friend um good luck to the eagles this year i you know we could have eagles chiefs in the super bowl andy reed's uh, former team and now with patrick mahomes let's do this man i think we could do it let's let's try let's try to do that that would we, be cool we'll go watch it together at a bar and we'll get in a fight we'll clean up <laughs> dude Doug, always, always a pleasure my brother we'll speak soon hey. and, uh, good luck man Clint, thank you so much for all your support. Really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Always, brother. Thank you. Okay, bye. Huge thanks to Doug Alderich joining us here. It's his son's birthday. Happy birthday to him. Always great to catch up with Doug. He's a great guy. Uh, just so down to earth. And I mean, I just, I can't sing his praises enough as a guitarist. And you got some really good info there. He said, hey, I don't really like Chains much, but Glenn Hughes is coming in. That can't be bad at all. So look forward to seeing what the Dead Daisies have coming up you know the new single righteous days is already out you can check out a little taste of what the dead daisies are going to kind of sound like on into the horizon so great to catch up with him without further ado we got to get to our second interview it is with none other than up and coming band marishi 10 linda Liu. she is a guitarist and singer for uh, marishi 10 um linda welcome to the show how are you doing much. Oh. oh i'm great i'm Really, really excited to talk to you today. Thank you for well, having me on. It's been a busy time for you guys, a busy summer. I know that. Just kind of set the scene for those of uh, th- of our listeners that uh, maybe aren't familiar. Um, talk about kind of how long you've been here. You've been uh, with Marishi 10, I believe, for, uh, for what, six or seven years now. Kind of talk about your joining the band and kind of what's all been up and how it all got started for you. Yeah, well, for basically for me, it got started a while back. Um, I had you know, a band that I had been uh, with for a few years touring with ended and I decided I was going to start over and I always had this kind of idea for a project in the back of my head, um, which was Marishi 10. So back at that time that it started, it basically was just me getting to work on a computer and um, writing a group of songs that I felt like, you know, were the direction that I wanted to start in um, and then finding people to play with. And it's been a real journey of uh, a lot of ups and sometimes downs since then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but at the moment, uh, this summer, we basically just released a single and um, a video, which was sent to you, which is what you heard. Um, and we're really excited about both of them and getting a nice response so far from some old fans and new fans. 
This is great. It, uh, the single's called Enemy Now, and uh, yeah, I was just checking out the video. Uh, and this came out about a month ago, I believe. Um, it's You can get it on iTunes. You can get it everywhere. Uh, so please uh, make sure you do that. And um, the, the band's website, also marishi10.com. That's uh, spelled out, T-E-N, marishi-t-e-n.com. Um, talk about this single, sort of kind of what you were going for with this, because I, I love the visual. And the, I love, you know... To be honest, Linda, I'm just a huge fan of visual bands. I I love Kiss and Wasp and Alice Cooper and so many bands like this. You guys have a very a very so visual style, and and you're featured in it. You have a you have a, just a tremendous look. And it just fits right in with this. Talk about kind of what the concept was you wanted to get out of this video and kind of um, the concept behind the song in general and putting this whole thing together. Um, well, the the song for me really was about the feeling that I get. Um, even in just anything that I get to create for Marishi 10, which is just the chance to be something that's bigger than myself and to really, you know, um, invoke and embody all of the characteristics of this, you know, basically legend, Marishi 10. And, um, and the video is really a chance for me to kind of explain those lyrics and the idea of reclaiming your power and you know, bringing something inside and outside of yourself. And I think that the director, um, Chad Michael Ward, did a really good job of helping to convey that, you know, and I hope that other people get that message when they listen to the song and when they see the visuals that go along with it. Kind of talk about the band's, uh, the name, Marishi 10. There's some uh, kind of backstory and, and mysticism that goes along with that and kind of talk about that and how it sort of fits in with what you guys do. Yeah, well, the idea for naming the band Marishi Ten, I'm a big fan of mythology, and, um, you know, basically this goddess Marishi Ten, which is a, a warrior class goddess, samurai goddess, um, I, the story behind it is basically that she enabled warriors to achieve a higher state of consciousness, which rendered them fearless. And that was the jumping off point for me in the the imagery around the band, the feeling of the band, the music behind the band, um, was to kind of embody that and just to approach it with a fearlessness. Well, let's talk about, uh, you know, live performances. What do you guys have planned? Uh, you know, you have the single out. Um, you guys are from the L.A. area, as I understand. So talk about uh, what you have planned. Live shows, anything coming up that we need to know about and uh, ways that we can check you guys out live if that's uh, kind of on the on the horizon for you guys. That is definitely on the horizon. Marishi 10 is a band, basically, you know, in the past, when we first started out, it was a band that I wanted to have just, in the most traditional sense, a, a solid lineup. But um, I found it kind of increasingly difficult to do that, to be honest. Um, and in moving forward with the music, I really kind of just had to work with the musicians and, you know, um, producers and people that were available to me at the time um, and just continue forward with the music, which is what I've done. So... I do work consistently with my drummer, Patrick, who's amazing, as you've heard. Um, and right now, I'm going through and basically putting together set lists, relearning songs, um, and finding that group of individuals that will be the ones that I'll be playing these songs live with. So it's definitely coming up on the horizon. It's definitely something that's being worked on every day. Well, kind of talk about uh, the L.A. scene, because... 
you know, um, whenever I'm not just sitting here in, in the beautiful state of Missouri and uh, negative 10 degree weather in the winter, I try to get out to L.A. once a year. I'm a huge fan of uh, kind of the 80s scene that took place in L.A. Hollywood has had its fair share of musical scenes. But coming up uh, kind of, you know, in, in this era, what's kind of the musical scene? Like, how would you describe it? And kind of trying to find your footing and finding a, a path to sort of fit in in the middle of that. Has that been difficult? Just kind of talk about Hollywood and, and, and that whole scene when, with regards to music today. Well, what's interesting about the L.A. music scene is it's less about Hollywood now, which is um, in a lot of ways beneficial. A lot of people kind of look at it like, oh, you know, like that 80s Hollywood you know, uh, scene has died. And and that, that is true. In a lot of ways, it obviously has. Um, but as far as just the L.A. music scene and the metal scene in particular here, it's really thriving. It's just pushed out and now encompasses a greater radius of Los Angeles. So everywhere from, you know, to downtown to all the way out to, like, Riverside, um, you know, you're seeing all of these metal bands and shows, and it's very much alive. It's just changing, as all things do. Um, so, uh, you know, as, as, as far as Marishi Ten is concerned, it is difficult kind of finding your footing because we are a band that kind of fits in with a hard rock scene as much as we do with, you know, a, maybe a little bit harder of a metal scene and, um, you know, finding your place in this really all-encompassing, you know, larger radius of an L.A. music scene is, is kind of difficult. Um, but we do, there are some, some local bands that we really love that are definitely on our list of people to be playing with more local shows. Um, and then ultimately the goal is to be, you know, touring and, getting a chance to, you know, play to our fans, not only all over the U.S., but in Europe as well. Well, I'm a huge fan of this. I, I think that this style, I love your voice. Um, just kind of talk about that because growing up, um, you know, as a female, is it just one of those deals where you, you kind of got into metal, you kind of started developing your style? You know, what, what was kind of your, the genesis of you and music? And is one of those deals where you remember a time like, hey, I, I saw this on, on TV or something that really clicked in for you. What, if, do you. If you recall a time like that, what was it? Well, the click for me was that around the time that I started listening to the metal, was the same, listening to metal was the same time that I started learning how to play guitar. Um, and that's really what threw me into that genre more than, you know, any of the, the vocal work that I had been doing. Um, I've always sang, but when, you know, about 15 is when I developed a love of guitar, and that's what made me really, really start diving into the metal genre, and bands like Judas Priest, you know, just made me want to figure out this instrument and find a way to, like, get the riffs out of my head, so um, it was definitely the love of playing guitar in combination with discovering the music at the time that just, it stayed with me, and I, I couldn't not try to write these songs. It's just exactly what comes out of me when I sit down to write a song. Well, you know, obviously you're a big fan of music. Is there, are you, you know, obviously you've been extremely busy in this, in this video and the single, but have you been having a chance to get out and are you going to shows and, and checking out other bands? Like what's, yeah. Yeah. Constantly. Um, so I'm definitely a recluse and I love to be home and I love <laughs> to be creative, but the thing, the thing that will get me out is going to shows. Pretty much my entire social life revolves around it. So, um, so yeah, I love getting out to see shows. I just got back from uh, Vegas, going to see Psycho Las Vegas, which I'm so glad I got the chance to do. Um, I was able to catch the the Misfits on on Saturday night, but then on Sunday there were just like 
the most incredible lineup of bands playing. It was Opeth, 1349, um, Uncle Acid. I got to see Amon Ra for the first time, which I now understand why everybody is obsessed with them. So, um, yeah, I'm all about it. There's tons of shows on the horizon that I'm looking forward to. I know Amon Amarth is coming around here. Um, King Diamond just announced some dates. So, yeah, we've got some really good shows coming up in L.A. I see that on here on your uh, kind of list of influences, King Diamond. Now that, you know, I talk about visual visual bands and visual artists. My goodness, I'm a huge Merciful Fate fan. And uh, King Diamond's always one that uh, either you're all in and you're a huge fan or you have no idea like what it is. And so um, it's interesting you say that because I've always been such a fan of the uh, the falsetto, the voice, the dark imagery, all that kind of stuff. Does that, does the, does you know, going along with lyrically what, what you guys have and, and the, you know, sort of manifestation, the genesis of what the, the name is, does, is, are you going to start, if you do start doing live stuff, what, what kind of live setting, live show, live visuals do you think uh, could be expected from you guys going forward? Um, well, I mean, definitely uh, what you kind of have seen in the, the last video, um, I think represents, our, our imagery a lot where it's um, there's a, a, there's a story to be told and sometimes you can do that in a minimal way though um, and create a feeling with just you know for instance in that video it was just one room and candlelight um, but I think you're able to really get the sense of the power behind the music so for us sometimes it can be done it's dramatic but often in a, um, a minimal way um, but theatrical nonetheless well, absolutely. Cannot wait to, to see more of that. And um, you can go to marishi10.com to pre-order the single. Uh, I can get it right now. It's uh, Enemy Now. It's on iTunes. It's uh, kind of everywhere. And the video's on YouTube. Um, it's it's yeah. incredible. So, you, you know, I, I, as much as I love to discover new bands and and look at the up-and-comers. We uh, we just had Dirty Honey on last week. Um, so many bands that we love to, to branch out to because that's what's important going forward. There's so many bands I just love that we have on all the time. You know, we just had Ted Nugent on this summer. We, we talked to a lot of classic artists, but it's about you guys and coming up. But what would you say the challenges are? Because, you know, back in say, you know, the era black Sabbath and kiss and, and back in those times, uh, it was sort of a formula. You got a record deal, you pumped records out, you sold records, you made money, it financed the next record. There's challenges now financially in the music business. Can you just kind of speak to that and, how challenging it's been from that standpoint for you guys? Oh, absolutely. And this is a question now starting to do some interviews, you know, that's getting asked over and over again. So it's really on everybody's mind. Um, and the answer is, I am not exactly sure. Um, I think setting short-term goals to kind of get in front of people and to release the best content possible is the place to start. Um, but the landscape is constantly changing and it's really hard to have like a two or three year plan because it's hard to know what the landscape's going to look like in two or three years. Um, so I think, you know, kind of looking at what other creative artists are doing and how they're getting in front of people, um, using these different streaming platforms and, you know, um, using social media, it's, you know, you kind of look at what other people are doing and you have to do a lot of testing things out and just see what people respond to and, um, you know, what kind of, what people are noticing and what brings the fans around and, you know, what, what people uh, are gravitating to at any given time because it's, it's changing. I know it's changed for me. The way that I listen to music now is completely different than the way that I listened to music five years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, and Apple Music's been a big part of that. I think as soon as I started really 
going making Apple Music my outlet for how I I, I listen to music and discover new bands. Um, it, it completely changed, and in a, a positive way. And that's what I try to remind myself that although it's difficult as an artist because of the changing environment. I have discovered so many new bands, um, so I have to believe that there's a place for Marishi Ten um, in that that new environment too. Well said, and there absolutely is. And does that kind of influence you as far as I know? Back in I think 2013, you released an EP. Um, does that kind of going forward? Of course, you have the single in this video, but does that kind of dissuade you from going doing a full on album the way that kind of the landscape is? I wouldn't say that it, it dissuade me. I would say that it made me actually kind of inspired to just release what I could with the means that were possible. I mean, obviously, we are an unsigned band, and everything that we've done has been self-funded, which is not an unusual story. Um, but um, I would love to do a full-length record. That's absolutely something that's, that is a, a goal that, that we're working towards. But in the meantime, there's no reason to not um, create and release you know, the music and the imagery and the videos and um, take the opportunity to get in front of some, you know, potential new fans, um, even if we can't do that. So it's really about kind of like taking the resources that we have and doing as much as we possibly can with it every single day. Linda, you've got a new fan in me. I'm a huge fan of, of what I've seen. And uh, it's my favorite part of this, uh, doing this, is to be able to really in, in, indulge in, in some new bands and to, to reach out and to have the avenue to see them and to not only that, but to interview them. To have you on the show is great and to get a better understanding of who you are and what you came from. And we're just excited to see where things go from here uh, from Marishi 10. Can't thank you enough, Linda, for joining us. It's been such a pleasure and best of luck going forward. We'll definitely be around to thank promote you. anything you have coming up. Uh, great stuff as always. And thank you so much. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate the support. Thank you. Anytime, Linda. Thanks so much. There you have it. Thank you so much to our guests, Doug Aldrich and Linda Liu from Marishi 10. Uh, can't sing their praises enough either. Definitely go to their website, marishi10.com. For details about their new single, Enemy Now, you can watch the YouTube video there. You can purchase the single on iTunes. Uh, we love bringing on up-and-coming artists that I really believe in and that I can really immerse myself in and and uh, you know find out a lot about them. I love doing it. I love doing these interviews. Um, those are the fun ones. I mean, I love bringing on artists that we know and love and that we know the stories and that we know the music so well. But to have other bands and give them a chance and bands that are out there slugging out trying to make it, that's what it's all about. Guys, please hit that subscribe button any way you choose to take in this podcast. Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. We are on all four. Even iHeartRadio. We're on all uh, five different mediums. So uh, you got your, your pick. So please uh, subscribe. Leave us some feedback. And uh, we always appreciate uh, the feedback. So hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're on all, all three. And uh, can't wait to continue uh, with some more great interviews going forward. Thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy the opening weekend of college football season. Um, I know a lot of you are big fans, so enjoy that. And we will get you back next week here on the Music Mania Podcast. Just, just.